0: Welcome to the Martech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the benefits of permission marketing and the value exchange in advertising. Joining us is Charlie Silver, who is the CEO of Permission.io, which is the leading provider of provision based advertising. Permission has created the Ask coin to empower consumers to own and monetize their data while delivering engaged audiences to marketers. Advertising rewards consumers with Ask for interacting with brands and content and building loyalty and trust. And today, Charlie and I are going to discuss permission-based advertising's impact. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Charlie Silver, the CEO of Permission.io. Charlie, welcome to the
2: Martech podcast. Benjamin, thank you so much for having me.
1: Excited to chat with you, excited to talk about a topic I think that's on everyone's mind this year. We've got some of the big changes that Apple made in terms of how we track and think about privacy. Obviously, Facebook has been under a lot of scrutiny over the last few years with how they use data and affect consumer privacy. And this year we have Google or Alphabet deprecating the use of third-party cookies. So lots of changes in what data we have access to. Lots of changes in consumer sentiment, and you seem to be the perfect person living in the middle of the storm. Talk to me about permission-based advertising, and what's the impact some of these changes have had on consumers and the marketing industry?
2: We roll it all up into what we call Web3 advertising. There's a lot of talk about what Web3 is, but there's one core principle, which is that individuals will be in control of their data and their experiences. Now, this isn't gonna happen overnight. It's a trend that is now happening. And that trend is driven by regulation. Everybody in internet marketing is familiar with GDPR and CCPA. And in Europe, the regulations are even tighter. And in Asia, they're even stronger. But it all rolls up to the individual becoming more and more control of their data. And the implications are huge. So what's really happening is now brands have to ask permission in order to use personal data and web tracking data. And by and large, people say no. We're seeing that in the Apple ecosystem.
1: All right. So let's talk through some of the iterations of Web 1, 2, 3, I think of Web 1 as a flat Yahoo-style gated websites where the community or the content is published and there's not a lot of interaction. And it was published by the webmaster, the owner of the website. Web 2 being centered more around the rise of social media and user-generated content. and So your definition of Web 3 is where consumers have more control of their experience. Now, part of that is what data do they give access to? Are there other elements of Web3 where you think users are maintaining or starting to have more control?
2: I mean, Web3, if you talk to 10 people, they'll give you 10 different descriptions of what it's going to be. But there's one core principle, individuals in control of how their data is being used. Nobody's going to disagree with that. That is the fundamental principle of Web3. And there's a lot of crypto blockchain components of that as well. So the reason why we call this Web3 advertising is that we're enabling brands to offer crypto rewards to get individuals to opt in and share their data.
1: So you mentioned blockchain and you took the words out of my mouth a little. That was going to be my next question, which is, look, there's regulation coming down and brands need to ask for permission. Look, we all have seen the like, do you accept cookies? And now in the Apple ecosystem for apps, users have to expressly state, yes, I want to share my data with a given app. So there's platform controls, there's maybe more teeth and regulation, but there's also a technology solution that's being implemented here in blockchain. Talk to me about how and why blockchain is providing more control for consumers in advertising.
2: Today, blockchain is not really playing a role in the data transfer. What blockchains are really good at are transactions and tracking transactions. And it's an immutable record. We use blockchain to distribute our crypto on behalf of advertisers. And that's really where blockchain comes in, is the ability to offer somebody a crypto reward to opt in. Blockchains are not well suited for storing data outside of transactions.
1: So I understand that there's the cryptocurrency usage for blockchain, which is this event has happened. I'm transferring this unit of currency to someone and there's a ledger. I'm definitely not a crypto expert by any means. It seems like there might be a way to use blockchain for record keepings. I'm assuming that that's one of the more challenging parts of, well, you know, did this person consent to giving their data? Can they be advertised did they opt in or did they opt out? Is blockchain technology being used in any capacity to keep the record of whether a person consented to use their data, whether their data has passed? It seems like there's a record keeping elements that blockchain would be useful for in terms of record keeping of who said what data can go where.
2: Frankly, it's a vision for blockchain's use case, but blockchains are not well suited for storing data outside of transactions. And that may happen down the road. But right now, traditional databases do just a fine job in terms of storing data and other records. Blockchains are really good at financial transactions. I don't see that changing anytime soon.
1: I understand that blockchain is primarily meant as a ledger for transactions. So talk to me about the impact that these sort of mergers of three different factors, the regulations, the platform changes, and the consumer sentiment, how is that changing how people are approaching advertising? How is it changing what the rates are, some of the channels are? What's the actual underlying impact on advertising?
2: Well, what's happening is there's something called opt-in value exchange. You described it perfectly in the Apple ecosystem. Obviously, Apple is a leader. So data is the fuel that runs the internet. Data is the fuel that drives advertising. But there's, as you mentioned, consumer sentiment, regulations, all leading up to this idea that consumers are now in control. So why would I share my data? Well, you may be a nice person and you don't care, but most people want something in exchange for doing so. So that's what we've built this whole environment, this whole ecosystem that enables brands to offer crypto and particularly our crypto ASK ask in order for an individual to opt in and share their data. So this notion that if I'm going to give you something, you got to give me something. And our logo is a handshake. And it's all about building trust, loyalty, and long-term relationships.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. So I understand the need for a value exchange when it comes to talking about data. I want to put a pin in that because that's going to be what we're going to talk about tomorrow. I guess the question is, when we start to think about what's happening today as opposed to the direction we're going in Web3, people are primarily reliant on performance marketing. Those are companies that have access to a tremendous amount of data, but we're seeing shifts more into content marketing, owning first-party data, relying on influencers, specifically in B2C brands. Is this change specifically in the user sentiment of protecting what data we're sharing and restricting access to people that shouldn't have it or haven't earned it? You know, how is that actually affecting what marketers are doing today?
2: Disruption happens slowly then suddenly. So there's a lot of talk today. There are very few companies like us that are enabling brands to offer value. But I do believe in the years to come that it's going to be standard. That brands, in order to engage with users, gather their data, get them to opt in, are going to have to deliver something of value. Now, that's already happening, and it's been happening for decades. Rewards points, gift cards, content has often been used as a value in order to get somebody to opt in. But, and this is a perfect use case for crypto because it's digital, it's easily transferable, it's liquid, it appreciates, it's the perfect use case for a cryptocurrency. So there's no doubt that rewards marketing or loyalty marketing, it's growing at a 20% annual clip compounded is going to continue and it's going to work its way into all of digital advertising.
1: So how do you think this style of advertising, rewards-based marketing, is going to impact some of the larger platforms? Does this mean that Facebook is going to give me the $100 worth of value that they're getting from my data and then basically be able to serve ads for me, be at a relative break-even? What's the exchange for some of the larger platforms?
2: Well, you're seeing it happening. I mean, Microsoft, only 8% of the population uses Bing, but if you use it, Every time you use Bing, you get Microsoft rewards points. Well, let me ask you this. Who the hell wants Microsoft rewards? I mean, there's no value unless you play Xbox.
1: How many times do you need to buy Excel a year?
2: Exactly. So go to Bing. They totally emphasize their rewards program. So it's already happening. Now look at Google and Facebook are infomediaries. They don't offer people. They're just an ecosystem to enable other brands to connect to consumers. So it's all about the brands, but I absolutely believe that Google and Facebook and Amazon, the three biggest platforms, will allow for advertisers to offer some form of value in exchange for an opt-in.
1: It's funny that you mentioned Amazon. There's always the coupons in Amazon where you're looking at the cost of a product and then right next to the, you know, are you ready to buy now or add to cart? There's a save 15% or take $5 off for this coupon. And I believe there's some terms and conditions. I always assume that that terms and conditions was we're passing the data from this transaction to somewhere. And you're opting into some sort of exchange, but it's never really expressly consented. I was assuming that Amazon is doing this similar type of marketing. If you're willing to give us this data or share this data by opting in for this coupon, then you can have a lower price on your product. You know, Do you know, have the larger platforms started to implement? You mentioned Bing. Is this something Amazon's doing, or you just think that that's the future?
2: I'm not exactly sure if what you're referring to is in the same context of what we're discussing. But look at Starbucks, look at Marriott, look at McDonald's. Every consumer company has recognized that a rewards program that offers real value is what consumers are looking for. And the big companies can afford to construct their whole global rewards program. But for 99% of businesses, it's a very difficult thing to administer. So that's what we're enabling any business that's advertising can now offer a digital crypto reward. And consumers are looking for it. I mean, they expect it. So we're super excited about our opportunities.
1: Web 3.0, whether it's here, whether it's almost here, it sounds like the future is, hey, go to Google, do 10 searches, and we'll give you a cup of Starbucks coffee. Hopefully, that's the direction we're heading, or maybe more value will be passed. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Charlie Silver, the CEO of Permission.io. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Charlie and I are going to talk about creating an opt-in value exchange. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Charlie, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is PermissionCEO, that's p e r m i s s i o n c e o. CEO, or you could visit his company's website, which is Permission.io.